Today, marketers have to stop selling, promoting, and clinging to outdated strategies and tactics. They have to spark engagement, conversation, and inspiration from their audience. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, I'm going to chat with Scott Murray about this idea of sparking engagement. With more than 20 years of marketing and content production, evolving from print to video and podcasts and social media, he's just finished up a master's degree in professional communication. And his company, Sparketing, I hope I said that right, is all about sparking that engagement. Scott, welcome to the show. Hi, Lorraine. Thank you for having me here today. Oh, I am so excited because I love this conversation about what's different between print media and digital media and particularly social media. So as we're opening up that conversation, what do you think the biggest difference and the most important thing that people have to keep in mind as they make that transition in their business? There's a couple of things. Um, When it comes to traditional media involving uh, the jump to internet and social media, it basically took the control out of the marketer's hands and put it in the consumer's hands. Um, You know, when we could rely on, on radio and television, we had a captive audience. They didn't have anywhere to go and they couldn't just keep scrolling. They could change the channel. You know, at one point in time when we had more than three channels, you could really, <laughs> you could really change the channel. But now uh, that's not what people want on social media, and it doesn't work to try to force that stuff into social media. And then on top of that, as we're not only marketers, but we're consumers, and we know that when we uh, get on the internet, the last thing we want is to be told to do something, you know, click or buy or be sold. And uh, that's why as marketers, we have to find ways to um, engage with people, create conversations, because that's the only way we're going to at least get them in front of us now without being tuned out. Absolutely. You know, for someone like me, and I've been doing marketing for a long time, and I certainly grew up in a world of marketing long before we had social media, it is always a challenge because I'm fine creating content that's interesting, but eventually I do want to cultivate that sale. Sure. How do I use social media and how do I make people excited enough about my content that I eventually can sell them something? Well, if we're going to focus on social media, the top two things um, to do that is A, know your audience really, really well, know what they're searching, know what they're wanting, and then make sure that you're on the right platform. At one point in time, when when businesses were first figuring out um, what to do on social media, they thought they had to be everywhere. And now you don't. First off, you don't want to be everywhere because it's going to really run your resources thin. You want to go where your audience um, is consuming content. So if you're on the wrong platform, that's going to hurt you already. Um, So it's just about um, making sure that you're you're asking questions, posting content that's generating conversations, getting responses from them, 
you know, really showing that you're trying to provide them value. So they start to engage with you. So they spend more than one, you know, trip at your social media profile. And as you build that over time, eventually people start to think, wow, I'm getting so much good stuff for free. How good's the stuff going to be when I buy from you? Mm -hmm. And that's really the key. And if your competition has your social media, has their social media on automate and all they're doing is promoting and it looks like a billboard, but you're the one that's having the conversation, then you're going to be the one that uh, they trust and care about. And they're going to be the ones that choose you when it comes to making that sale. So as I'm creating some of this content, any tips for idea generation or topics? Where do I, where do I start finding those conversation sparks? Well, I mean, it, you know, a lot of times it'll depend on how, obviously how big your company is. I mean, if your sales team is already having conversations with prospects and they're asking questions or they're hearing, you know, from their prospects, I need this, I'm looking for this, I can't find this, you can build your content around that. I mean, and when it comes to social media, especially if you're B2B and you're, a place, uh, you're on a place like LinkedIn, um, you're going to be able to have those conversations because you can ask questions. A lot of the content you're going to put on LinkedIn anyway, if you're not linking back to yourself, is going to be visible. Um, even if it's text only, if you can generate conversations that way, you can do polls that way. Um, Marcus Sheridan has a really great process for blogs called They Ask You Answer, which is turning common question into the title and then the answer is the body. Uh, and you just build that relationship over time. And suddenly people start knowing exactly where to go when they need that information. And I'll take that a step further. One of the things I love about Marcus is he says, you know what, go ahead and do the things your competition is afraid to do. Talk in your blogs about uh, how much something costs or give them a price range or uh, talk about things that everybody thinks is going to run everybody off because it's not going to run them off because when they're looking for it and everybody else isn't giving them the answer, but you are, then you be, start to become a, uh, a trusted figure in that space. I really appreciate that insight. One of the things that we did when I was running the agency was we did a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We would never mention a customer by name or say anything hurtful, but we would talk about the challenges we just had a web project that really went south and here's why, here's how you yeah. avoid it. And so yeah. I can definitely see how a lot of our co competitors wouldn't want to talk about that. And, and we did, and that worked for us. Yeah. I mean, because we've all been in that position too, right? Where we want to know what something costs or we want to know, um, you know, that insider information. And, and if we land somewhere and it's taking an effort to find it, we're going to bail or we're going to start wondering, okay, there's a reason why you're not telling me this. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're already, you know, that's the other thing is so many consumers are already thinking negative. So if you can do things to break down those barriers to think you really do have their interest in mind, as opposed to the company's interest in mind, uh, that's going to go a long way in how you approach your content. Absolutely. I think part of whole if you have to ask how much it costs, you can't afford it. And, and I think we hear that. <laughs> in our heads a lot of times when we're looking for business services particularly and it's something that we've never outsourced before and then you go to these websites and you're like well what am i getting into how much is this going to cost yeah and really you know in that in that formula marcus says you know well someone says if someone has a question of uh, well what if i'm more expensive than my competition well then explain why just tell mm -hmm. them why you know, if you can explain why you cost a little more, people understand. And that just at least helps them know that there's a reason behind it. And you're not just looking to get more money out of people. So 
we've kind of danced around this, but I think the term human centric, I've seen that in some of your writings, is yeah. that you like to produce human centric content. You want to define that for me and, and maybe give me some, t- some suggestions or ideas around that. Sure. So um, another one of my favorite people in this space is Chris Brogan. And uh, Chris, uh, when when I first started getting really into content marketing, probably around 2012, and I was attending conferences, Chris said something that I thought really summed it up, which is you start looking at people, you start focusing on people uh, in your content and looking at them as people and not wallets. And I really think that's what it's uh, all about. And that goes back to the whole you know, when you generate content, what are you, what are you demonstrating? Are you, you know, when you're, when you're focusing on the buy and you're focusing on the sell and all about us, all about us, all about us, you know, you're, you're really not thinking about the person on the other side. And I think when you really start to get to know your customer and your prospect, and you're able to sit in front of your content and go, why would they care? Why would they choose me? Why is this valuable to them? If they see this or hear this, what's going to make them respond or engage? And if there's not an answer there, that's when you start to really, you know, um, adjust that. Um, whereas, you know, if we're just thinking of, we need to get this in front of them, we need to tell them this, we need to promote this, oh, this just happened, they need to see this, then suddenly it's all about what we think you need versus understanding what they really need. And then it's just all about in places like social media, you know, not writing everything cut and paste, like it Mm -hmm. could be a radio ad if you read it a certain way. (laughs) Um, It sounds more like you're having a conversation and saying, hey, I think you'll find this valuable. You know, take a look at this and see what you think. And you can put that into social media, email or any other um, types of content. It's just really starting to speak like a person and less like copy and paste marketing. Absolutely. Very early on when I was blogging, I'm not a writer, which is incredibly funny because I've made a living for the last 20 years writing, but it's mm-hmm. not my my core skill. And so I always dictate and then transcribe what okay. I what I write or I say it out loud and then I type it. And whenever I do that, whenever I would, would do it that way, it gave it a more human approach because I was just talking. And there's something about your brain, I think, locking up when you hit a keyboard. And so yeah. reminding yourself, no, I'm I'm just talking to these people, I think is so valuable. Yeah, and it really it really makes a difference too, because one of the things that can turn people off is we're so bombarded with advertising in all forms, whether we're watching TV or listening to something or definitely online. We know when something's been, you know, cut and pasted in front, pasted in front of us in an email or in a message on LinkedIn, and then we also know when when someone actually took the time to write it to us to have a conversation. Awesome. Well, Scott, I'm going to encourage everybody if they want to have a conversation with you, they should definitely look for you on LinkedIn and Twitter. I noticed that you do have lots of conversations there, and. Mm-hmm head over to your website, scottmurrayonline.com to learn more. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you, Lorraine. I enjoy talking with you and your listeners. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to hop over to digitaltoolbox.club. You'll find webinars and self-paced classes, workbooks, and other resources to grow your business. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.